Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. Today is Thursday, March the 21st. Interesting! Uh, Thursdays within the Libro Cube, as you are no doubt aware, fall under the category of Video Games Day, in which we discuss, meaning I discuss, and you listen, Third Video Game. I mean, video games. Yes. Lovely. Uh, something I try to remember to do at the top of every show is to say that there will be spoilers most likely. So... This is your one and only spoiler warning. Also, I like to say, if you like what you hear, meaning this podcast, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. And I think, just on that note, I think some of you, some of you kind folk who I now love, uh, yes, I love you, Uh, are doing just that, because uh, we are slowly, but surely, gaining more listeners. So, I like that. I have more listeners now than I did, um, you know, a couple months ago. So, that's a good sign. If it went down, that would not be a good sign. So, thank you for that. Today's sponsor is video game. (laughs) It's funny how sometimes that works out. It's third video game today, got a video game for a sponsor. Crazy. It's like, uh, it's like I planned it. <sighs> Today's sponsor is Tapeworm Tim. Once again, today's sponsor is the video game Tapeworm Tim. Come explore inner space in your super suit in the video game Tapeworm Tim. Yay, that. Alright, uh, sticking with the theme this week of goddamn jam-packed, uh, episodes, this is, I can easily say, the most jam-packed week, uh, I have ever done, and, um, I'm having fun doing it, so, there you go. That's, uh, that's a good sign, I guess. The fact that these episodes are packed, and that takes a little bit more work to make them packed, yet I am liking it a lot, uh, good signs all around. Correct? Question asked and answered immediately by myself? Yes, it is correct. Uh, today we have two video games. Yowza. Both uh, available for free. Yes, for free. If you are a PlayStation Plus member. Which, every time I have brought up the, uh, the sort of PlayStation Plus program, I have recommended you do it yourself if you own a PlayStation, which uh, I hope you do, because it's a it's a fun little device. Yeah. What seems to happen, um, a sort of uh, sort of flow that I seem to go with, is that I'll get a game. Um, the last game was Dead Space Three. Uh, prior to that was Nino Kuni: Wrath of the Witch King, and then as I'm playing through that. Um, every week I'll check PlayStation Plus because there will be free games every week. Now, not 100% of the time it's going to be a free game I want to play. 
Um, like it might be a sports game, which I don't play sports games, for example, or fighting games. Fighting games are fun if you play with other people. However, uh, I don't really play video games to be sociable and play with others. I play it, play them mostly by myself and use them as I do books and TVs and movies uh, as that sort of escape from realities. Uh, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Um, so as I'm playing these games that I purchased, the free games will sort of pile up, I guess you would say. I'll get a backlog of them. Uh-huh. So here is, uh, is two. However, there is two more. that uh, One I just started, one I downloaded uh, this morning. So we'll have those before my next uh, purchased game, which will be, uh, how about I just tease that, uh, it will be Bioshock Infinite. I did something I very, very rarely do. I actually did it with Dead Space 3, though. Uh, I pre-ordered, because I knew from playing Bioshock 1 and 2 that this was a game I would buy, so why not pre-order it, get, if not a discount, you get some uh, some additional DLC goodies. <laughs> Uh, and if I know I will purchase it eventually, regardless, why not just take advantage, right? Um, again, very infrequently do that just for the reason that I like to hear about a game, do a little research on a game before I purchase it. Uh, I use GameSpot for that mostly, just FYI. GameSpot is a uh, probably your best resource for uh, researching, I guess it's the word you would use, video games before you purchase them. Their rating system is 1 to 10, and I can only think of one occasion that it led me astray where the game got a really good review, and uh, I had zero fun playing the game. It was some Japanese RPG for the PlayStation 2. I can't even remember the name, but it was shit, and they gave it like a 9. Uh, I guess the only other thing is they'll usually give Fallout games like 8s, which is good, but I give them like 11s <laughs> on their scale. So, take it, I guess, with a grain of salt, but take it. <clears throat> Alright, game the first. It's a little, uh, a little game called Closure. 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 It is a, I guess, really boiled down, we'll go, it is a puzzle game. I enjoy a, a good puzzle game, uh, although for puzzle gaming, it's probably, probably always better, uh, at least from my point of view, to play a puzzle game on, like, a handheld device, such as uh, my phone, I have a lot of puzzle games on it, um, but playing puzzle games on the big screen is not always the greatest. For me, when I want to do gaming on my PlayStation. It's it's very rarely for puzzle games. However, uh, it had a cool look about it, and, well, free, as I mentioned. So uh, I thought I would check it out. This is in... It's in black and white, light and dark, I guess more accurately. Black and white, light and dark. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Sort of ever since um, Limbo came out, I guess that was, was that even a couple of years ago now? Um, it's sort of an art style that I've seen copied quite a few times since then, which is not uh, necessarily a bad thing um, if you do it well, which uh, definitely this game has a cool look about it. I, I'll go give it high marks for that, definitely. So there's sort of a brief um, couple of tutorial-type stages 
However, uh, most of the game is sort of a, uh, a hub world based puzzle game. By that I mean you will have the hub world, which uh, has been done in a lot of games, where there'll be sort of a, a series of doors. Okay? Numbered doors. Um, there is sort of a, like um, a Super Mario 64, how there was the world, and then you would jump into paintings, uh, and that was the hub base world, and the paintings were the levels, all right? It's a, it's a good formula. It's kind of old school, actually, so I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I think it uh, works well with a puzzle game, though. There's three different main doors you can go through. And then once you're through each of those doors, there's like many different doors to go through. Doors within doors within doors. Uh, now within the three main doors, you... Um, how do I explain this? Okay, let's, let's do it this way. You start off the game, and your character is this sort of uh, four-legged, claw-armed, uh, zero-faced, horny-headed, um, demon-y crab walking kind of looking guy. Really cool, again, with the art style, uh, suit, suits it very well. So, that's you. And then every time you go into one of these three worlds, you will pick up an orb that you will sort of put in place of your face. The orb is actually a mask, I guess, would be how you look at it. So you have no face, then as you go through these doors, these three different doors, you will pick up a mask and put it in place of your no face, and then that will transform your body depending on which world you are in. Huh. Uh, something I, it may have happened eventually, but it never happened to me, is that depending on which mask you have on would give you different sort of powers and abilities. Um, that did not happen from anything I saw. You were basically doing the same thing regardless of, of who you are and how you looked. Uh, let's see, I wrote down the three things you sort of changed into. The first one, it's it looks kind of like you're a skinny miner, and by that I don't mean someone who's too young to drink, I mean someone who mines ore. Um, so like a skinny, gangly miner guy, however your mining helmet is like giant. Like, your mining helmet is probably the size of your body. So that, that was your first one. And then, strangely, the last two are, are sort of very similar. Both what I would describe as uh, young Asian girls. I don't know exactly what's giving me that impression. Just sort of anime-ish, Japanese schoolgirl-ish. One has long hair. One has uh, pigtails that are like... Uh, triangles, and both sort of given off that vibe. Uh, you know what I would like? If anyone played along with us, any PlayStation Plus members who got this game for free and played it and are listening to this, I don't know how many of those there might be, but if you are out there, what you can do is email me to the email address provided in the closing credits and uh, let me know if you think they um, have sort of an Asian flair, these two that I just talked about. Or am I crazy? Well, don't answer that question, because I think over the course of, what is this, episode 84 or 83, I have demonstrated my craziness on more than one occasion. <laughs> Case in point.
so puzzles, puzzles. This game is a puzzle game. What are the puzzles? It's basically, this is how I thought, this is how I thought you could look at it. This, this whole game is black and white, uh, and I think more accurately, light and dark. Things, the world, basically everything uh, within this world, if it is in darkness, it does not exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that I think is a cool and accurate way to look at it. If you, well, not not your character, because your character is always, although not necessarily in light, it sort of is light. Huh? Curious. So if you are, uh, say, walking along just normal ground, which even the ground looks kind of cool and arty, uh, and you are in light, you're fine. Now, if you walk into an area where it is darkness, you will fall off the screen and die. Crazy. So you can imagine this mechanic can be used in many crazy different ways. For example, uh, just an easy example, you'll come quite often and starting out, most of the puzzles involve picking up glowing orbs, glowing orbs that will sort of show you the way and will mean that you are always in light. So, say you, you're carrying one of these and you come to a wall, an insurmountable wall. Now, if you place that orb in such a way that the wall can only be seen from uh, a little way up, so sort of the top, the whole top section of this wall is in darkness, which therefore means it does not exist, you can hop, hop over the wall. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Uh, it is a definitely a cool idea. There's uh, many more things eventually come into play, like uh, spotlights that you'll have to move or you'll place these orbs in uh, sort of receptacles that will then move them along the screen and you'll have to follow the light. Those, those parts got, got uh, tricky because there'd be sort of obstacles in your way and it was almost like it was timed because you had to follow this orb and if you didn't follow closely enough, uh, you'd fall off the screen and you couldn't go too far ahead of it because then you would fall off the screen and it, uh, it got pretty difficult. Which was my biggest gripe about this game. Difficult to the point where it was just kind of frustrating. And I knew I had a couple other games sitting in the queue. So uh, I stopped playing it. With that said, uh, I'm just going to give it a 2. I think if somehow they ported this game over to like a phone or a handheld gaming device of some sort, uh, maybe give it a higher rating. But eh, it's just like... I don't know. It's not something a professional video game reviewer is supposed to do. However, I am not professional, so if I'm not having fun playing a game, I will quit doing so and move on to something else. Time is short on this globe, so why waste it? Uh, let's see. Hub world, I got that. Just things that are going for this are the sort of creepy artwork, the music, the the music and sounds give it a, a very otherworldly sort of vibe to it. Just really the whole atmosphere. Probably if I was writing just the atmosphere, I'd go four out of five, just because it's... I wish that... Basically, I think a good... Basically, I think a way uh, to give this game props would be to say that I wish this game existed, however, the gameplay within it was somehow much different. Huh? Does that make any sense? Sort of like a... <laughs> probably kind of actually more like a like a limbo style game. Uh, if you ever played Limbo, that game was pretty awesome, won a shit ton of awards. 
I went into it with super high expectations, which I, which is never good. So I probably would give it like a four out of five. But I recommend that game. If you're gonna play, how about this? If you're gonna play a black and white, dark and light kind of vibey game, such as these, definitely go for Limbo and ignore this one. I'm at work. So I'm going to go in and do eight hours of work and meet you back here. Yay, you. Also, love your dairies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Well, we're getting down to uh, to near the weekend, so four down, one to go. That's uh, that's not a bad ratio. Another good uh, ratio is one video game review on my drive to work and one on the way home. Hey, it's a is it a one for one ratio? I don't know what uh, what a ratio is exactly. Hmm. My math skills and uh, math. Uh, parlance, let's say, are virtually non-existent. Boo math. Remember, um, I'm uh, 31 years old, so maybe they don't say this anymore, but remember when you were uh, in math class and they used to say um, when you were horrible at math and you complained about it a lot, as I did. Um, what, do you think you're going to be walking around? When you're 31 years old, carrying a calculator with you everywhere you go, because that's not going to happen. Well, teachers who said that to me, that tried to teach me math, uh, and failed, I do. I have a calculator in my pocket at all times. It's called a phone. Huh? It records podcasts, and if I wanted to do some basic math, it could also do that. So, alright, bit of a bit of an angry math tangent. I remember... Just to just to round it off, I remember one thing I used to always say regarding math, and maybe if any of my friends who listen to this were in math class with me, I think I used to say this maybe every day. I, I could be wrong. I used to say I would rather drink piss than do math, than be in math class. Basically, I'd rather drink piss than do math, and I did mean it. My hatred for math was that large, and well, you know. My love of the taste of piss, uh, equally large. So, that's a joke. Okay, um, yes, game the second. Uh, I did mention this morning that it is also free on the PlayStation Network. So, uh, again, recommends for that. It is called Vanquish. Ooh, Vanquish. Uh, not a horrible title, sure, whatever. I guess it doesn't really tell you uh, anything about the game. Other than you're going to be vanquishing foes, you can say that about 90% of video games, that there's going to be some sort of vanquishing going on. This vanquishing takes the... F you are a grizzled space marine in a suit. Huh? Um, has that been done before? No, they're treading new ground. No, that is sarcasm. Total uh, bit of a ripoff there of... Obviously, Master Chief from the Halo series. Halo series, um, although I don't own an Xbox, my cousins do, and we have played from time to time when I've gone over there, and uh, it, it is fun. I do uh, enjoy. I don't see why it's as popular as it is, but uh, again, I don't want to judge it 
as I have not sat down and played it for an entire weekend, which is what I do with most games. So what I saw of it uh, looks really good. Okay, so like Master Chief from the Halo series, you are in a suit to protect your body. Uh, I don't think the one from the Halo series, although maybe it does, because I think you can jump pretty high, um, like augments your abilities. So uh, you can like go really fast for short periods of time. This, uh, this game actually is a really cool mechanic where when you push the, I think it's the R2 button, you can like slide around really, really quick, and it looks cool, and it feels cool, and it gets you from point A to point B really, really quickly. So uh, I did enjoy that. The suit actually, if it was green, uh, would look somewhat similar to Master Chief's suit. So they're not, uh, as I say, not treading new ground here. Now, does that necessarily mean it is a bad thing? No, no, not not by any means. If you're going to maybe copy, too strong a word, but it's in the vicinity of copying uh, Halo. Why not, you know, copy a game that has sold billions of copies? So you play Sam Gaiden. Sam Gaiden. You are a sort of grizzled vet. A space Marine, yes. And a smoker. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, that's just one of the things that demonstrate how this game is ridiculous. And I hope that they're not... On the one hand, I I hope they're not taking themselves too seriously in this game. On the other hand, I think they are, which saddens me, because it is such a ridiculous game. Uh, from the point of the story, from the point of view of the voice acting, which is some of the worst and cheesiest uh, I can remember in a long time. Cheesy and bad to the point where it's funny. This uh, Sam character, and later on, a guy who's sort of tailing along with you, a, uh, a colonel. I think he's a colonel of some sort, a sergeant. I don't know what he is. Anyways, uh, this guy both have the sort of quintessential gravelly-voiced veteran, been there, done that, seen all sorts of action in their career. Uh, basically, if I was to talk like this for an entire video game, that is how they talk. Let's see if I can keep it up. Why don't we? Of course, in a game like this, we need someone to battle. So, we'll have to choose someone from the globe in order to be the bad guys. Let's return to our roots by battling the Russians. Because as we all know, the Russians are very, very bad. Uh, yeah, they chose the Russians as the bad guys. <laughs> the Russians, oh man. What did they do? But fired a giant laser <coughs> that hit San Francisco and basically wiped it off the map. Goddamn Ruskies. Then they said, if you don't um, do what we want to, basically, because we're mean Russians, if you don't do what we want to within the next 10 hours, we'll hit another city, they says to them, they says. And it's gonna be New York. How dare they? This, of course, leads to a giant space battle, which actually looked pretty cool. Probably uh, 98% of the bad guys you will face will be Russian robots underline robots because in a game such as this 
it's easier to get away with violence if the people, things, bad guys you are killing are robots. Not even in disguise. Uh, what color are these robots, you might ask? Red. Like the Russian bastards who sent them. With the exception of a few boss fights, probably 90-ish percent of the Russian robot menace that you will be fighting will be basically in human form. Kind of boring. Eventually, their color changes from red to blue. Why? I don't know. They get more powerful when they're blue for some inexplicable reason. This is hurting my voice, but I'm gonna continue on. You do face some cool bad guys such as a giant robot uh, in a spider shape. Cool, but giant spider boss battles have been done probably 17 million times. This one had a little twist in that you... <coughs> I don't think I can do it anymore. Ugh. Well, I guess that, uh, was starting to hurt. A little tickle. I guess, you know what, maybe <laughs> let's give these guys who did this for an entire video game a little props. Because that hurt my, uh, my throat, and it uh, gave it a little tickle and made me want to cough, and I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> Take that. So yeah, yeah, uh, giant spider boss fights. I've seen it once, I've seen it a million times. Uh, it is, you know, it's fun. It's cool when you got to beat these guys, I, I guess. Something different would have been nice. However, the little twist with these ones is uh, you would have to basically beat them once, and then once you beat their spider form, they would transform into, like, giant, just regular mech-type uh, guys. Giant robots, okay? Again, with the robots. The whole game is basically you and... It's kind of strange, because it's you and a team. It's you and this colonel dude, uh, another grizzled veteran, who has uh, lost an arm somewhere along the way. It's got, like, a giant robot arm, carries a big shield, and a huge friggin' gun. Uh, scars all over his face. It's, you know, again, we've seen it before. Whatever. It doesn't mean it's not fun. It was fun. Uh, so this whole game is basically you're just going through compound after compound after compound after compound after compound, fighting wave after wave after wave after wave after wave of robots. Uh, on the one hand, <laughs> uh, it gets a little repetitive, obviously. On the other hand, it's repetitive, fun violence. So uh, why don't I just throw my rating, just kind of since we're on the subject, I guess. I'm going to go three. Three with some uh, some fun little four moments. The actual gameplay, the the shooting, uh, the way you can upgrade your guns, the way you just you move around and play it are fun. Uh, I just wish maybe the story made sense. I wish uh, the variety of bad guys may have been there had have been one, <laughs> but uh, kind of a kind of a fun experience. Very short too. Like I beat it in one day. Like six, six, eight hours, something like that. Uh, which, I know I've mentioned this before, that if I had had to pay for this game, and I had to pay full price of, you know, $50, $60, and brought it home and beat it in eight hours, I would have been pissed. But I got it for free, so I'm like, hey, 
it's a filled a day with some fun for me. So what more can you ask for the price of nothing? Uh, I keep saying nothing, but PlayStation Plus, obviously, there's a, a yearly cost, but it's once you've downloaded, you know, one game a week, pretty much, uh, it pays for itself very, very quick. Okay, so let me just run through my notes a bit here. Compound, I got infested with bots. <sighs> oh, yeah, uh, the weird thing about the, the how I'm traveling through compound after compound, etc., um, with the general sergeant, whatever he is, and uh, a bunch of, like, no-name soldiers as well. The weird thing about that was, you'd go th into these compounds with these no-name soldiers, uh, like a dozen of them, say, and every single one of them, by the time you got to the other end of the compound, they'd all be dead. And then, yet, you'd come to another room, another hallway, another field of battle, let's just say, and then suddenly you'd have 12 more no-name soldiers with you. So if I was these goddamn soldiers, I would be pissed that we were repeatedly killed dozens at a time over and over again just running through uh, this base. I would not sign up for that. No, sir. And there was a couple of times where this friggin' colonel, grizzled veteran, sergeant, whatever he is, um, was like, no, we have to sacrifice the few to save the many. And, and like, locked out some of his own men into space and shit like that. He was not a very nice man. Uh, eventually come across the sort of boss Russian dude who uh, is in a suit similar to mine, with the exception that it is stronger, it is faster, and he can fly. Stronger, faster, and he can fly. Yet, I beat him. Uh, I will say, I beat him once, and then at the end of the game, there is two suits. Stronger, faster, and can fly. Better armed. And I beat both of them. So, I'm pretty, uh, pretty goddamn impressed with myself at that point. Um, you can have three guns on your person at any given time. <clears throat> and a kind of a cool idea, I guess. At least one I've never seen before is the way in which you level up these guns, which is, say, I have a laser cannon, which I did through the whole game. Every time I picked up another laser cannon, it would level up my laser cannon. So that's a kind of an interesting way to do it that I've never seen before. If I had a laser cannon and picked up, uh, say, a machine gun, it would switch it out. And then next time, if I picked up a machine gun, it would level up my machine gun. So, so kind of a kind of a cool way to do it. Now that being said, I think this way of doing things caused it so I went through the entire game with only holding three guns the entire game, and like never switched out these three guns just so I could get them leveled up the whole way. Uh, those three guns were the laser cannon. That one I liked because you didn't use ammo, you used sort of the power of your, your suit, uh, which came in handy when you're running out of ammo. I used sniper rifle, that one because I always use sniper rifle in video games, love me some sniper rifling, um, although I didn't use it very often. And then a heavy machine gun. I basically would go from laser cannon to heavy machine gun and back, and just forward and back, forward and back, switch them forward and back, uh, rinse and repeat, and that would take down even the biggest baddies uh, relatively easily. Uh, so, uh, we're near home, so let's just throw out uh, what? Okay, let's throw out this, just to give you 
a little bit of the idiocy that is the storyline, quote-unquote storyline, if you can call it that. The President of the United States um, went to war with the Russians uh, in order to uh, give a boom to the American economy. Uh, Now that I say that out loud, huh, maybe that is what happened in real life. Hmm. Conspiracy theory? That was a bit of a spoiler, but since the story doesn't matter, um, spoiling it also, I think, does not matter. Ah, is that a theory there as well? It is. They did, at the end, uh, I mentioned I beat the two Russian suit that were stronger, faster, better fighters, whatever, than me. I, I whomped their asses. It turns out they were being controlled um, from afar by the Russian leader, which sort of set it up for a sequel. Oh. I uh, kind of don't think there's going to be one, because I don't think this game did very well, because it's not a great game. Folks, that was fun. Uh, I'm going to go drink something to uh, help my throat here, because i got a goddamn jam-packed for internet day tomorrow. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper